Hello and welcome to In the Shower with Taz and Marcus, a bite-sized informative podcast designed to be listened to in the shower, but really, you can listen to it anywhere you want. You can listen to it on your morning commute to work. You can listen to it while you're doing yoga in the sun because it's almost summer. Woo! You can listen to it while you're ironing your clothes. We really mean it. You can listen to it anywhere. Um, Taz, what's the whole point of this podcast? This podcast aims to debunk the mysteries of the world so you don't have to in a little bite-sized section. Listeners send in questions that they've always wondered the answer to, but never really went as far as looking up. Thus far, we've answered questions like... What actually happens to your body in a hangover? What actually happens to your body when you get fitter? Mmm, what's the story with pineapples? And loads, loads more. I suppose you could say... We expand your mind while you wash your behind. <laughs> and this week is no different. This week is no different. Um, so, this, this, this question spun, spun me around. Oh... It, um, spinning, spinning around. Yeah, I, I actually put on my sparkly hot pants like Kylie Minogue um, to, to do this. But, you know what? You did all the research. You did the work on this on this episode. Yeah. So why don't you tell us what it is, Tess? Yeah, so this question comes from Courtney Anglin. And it is a fantastic, simple question that I'm really surprised we haven't got asked before. Why do we get dizzy when we spin around? So as I said, this question comes from Courtly Anglin, and as I said also, I'm surprised we haven't been asked it before. You know what, as a child, I was convinced it was like magic, or there was like a little elf had crawled into my ear and was like slapping around my brain. And like, you know what, it used to be a thing that we did at like birthday parties, you know, you'd like, you'd spin around Completely. in circles. And you'd, you'd almost like, I remember um, a kid, his name was Dara, I went to his birthday party, he like threw up on himself and weed himself at the same time because <laughs> he got so dizzy. Like that, I used to think that it was like, that is that is magic. I legitimately thought that that's what being drunk was. Like I used to play, you know, a similar game where you'd, uh, you'd, you'd spin around, I think we used to call it Teletubbies and you'd spin around and then get up and try to walk in a straight line or something. And... I honestly thought I was lost. What, like as an eight-year-old? You yeah, I was like, this just... is me, I, you know, lay off the session. Well, you know what? It's actually, it's not that dissimilar. Like, it's kind of, you know, like, I've often tried to walk in a straight line <laughs> and failed miserably when I've had yeah. a couple of shandies. <laughs> I'm hungover today. What's what's new? Yeah. And uh, Good weekend, though? Good weekend, good weekend. And researching this episode, just thinking about being dizzy made me dizzy. Okay, so let's get stuck into it. Um... I'm going to take a wild guess and say that this one is mildly scientific. Yes, it is indeed. So physics and biology are both involved in this phenomenon. The physics side of things is due to inertia. This is one of the fundamental laws of physics, which states that a body will resist any change to its state of motion. It will remain at rest unless an external force is applied to it and will remain in motion unless it is forced to halt. Like me in the mornings. That's kind of like inertia. You know, I want to stay living as a sloth, unless Taz applies external force, mainly whipping the duvet off, which is so cool. <laughs> it like, works treat, though. It's so mean. Like, it's, you, so you mean. Know it's a shock. No, like, you come in with your little icy icy hands, <laughs> and just like, that. that's that's torturous. That's a real-life example of inertia there. Do you know what? That's another law of physics, that nothing will move as fast as me when you place an icy hand on my nice, warm, cosy body when I'm asleep. <laughs> right, yes. Yeah, so that, that is genuinely a real-life a real example of inertia. So, go on. Back to dizziness. Um, 
where does this inertia, where, where does it hit you? Yeah, so kind of this inertia plays in your body, which causes the dizziness, and it all takes place in your ears. In your ears? Yes. Your ears? Yeah, with these, like, little, these little guys. Your waggly little ears. Ears. What animal do you think has the cutest ears? Oh, chinchilla. Chinchillas do have cute ears. Mm, what about you? Oh, God, maybe like an African desert cat. Jesus. Oh, they have the long fluffy ones, don't they? They have little kind of like buttony Whiskers. ones. Yeah. Mm, but hang on, so your ears give you balance? Is yeah. that what you're saying? The yeah. dizziness happens in your ears. Yeah, yeah. So the system in your inner ear is known as the vestibular system and is responsible for maintaining the balance of our bodies. So through the system, the vestibular system, our body senses whether it's upright or lying down um, or whether it's in motion or standing still. Is that what you're saying? Exactly. So in the labyrinthian structure of the inner ear, there are three semicircular canals arranged at right angles to each other such that each of the canals individually senses motion along the three axes. The three axes being? The three axes being like three things that I used to cut. Would no, you're talking about three axes, as in like there's one vertical, one horizontal, and one diagonal. Yes, correct, yeah. correct, correct. So these these canals are filled with a fluid called endolymph, which sloshes around as our bodies move. That is so in your ear. Yeah. So like you're telling me that you have a load of endolymph sloshing around. Sloshes is a disgusting word, you know. <laughs> like if you were like, oh, the moist towels sloshed down the hill. Oh, like that's also what a sentence. Why would a towel ever be sloshing down a hill? I don't know. Um, what's another gross word? Moist, obviously. Moist, and also phlegm. Phlegm. Yeah. Oh, we we did a podcast recently, also on the Headstuff Podcast Network, with uh, with Claire Beck. Yes. And she has a physical. Was it no? It was. It was phlegm. She, she had a yeah. huge fear of phlegm. So Claire, if you're Listening. If anyone sees Claire Beck or wants to call into a radio show, just say the word phlegm just to see what happens. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> this fluid uh, called endolymph, which is sloshing around on the inside of your ears as you move, that's right, and that's how you establish balance. Yeah. So your ears sense motion by the. Yeah. So your ears sense motion by detecting the way tiny strands of hair lining the canals wave back and forth in this moving liquid. Like water plants swaying in a river current. That's beautiful. Mm, it is. Guess how many? Guess how many of these tiny little hairs are in her ears? I think your ears aren't that big. The inside. How many? How many hairs? Um, I don't know. Like, are, are we talking about? Cause I'm starting to get hair in my ears. <laughs> like, do they count? Because <laughs> maybe age, like three? age is cruel. Age three? <laughs> no, in the inner, in the inner. Uh, in oh, the, maybe in, like five hundred. Ten thousand. What? Yep. I've ten thousand hairs in my ears. Tiny little, Hang. tiny little strands called hair cells are suspended in a gelatinous substance called cupula. Oh, so hang on, my my ear canals are sloshing full of endolymph, which is a liquid, and in that liquid, there's loads of tiny hairs. There's ten thousand hairs in my ears, which are suspended in cupula. Correct. And when you jerk your head, the endolymph sloshes in one direction or the other through each canal and bends those embedded hair cells to and fro. The information about which way the hair cells are swaying at any given moment gets relayed to the brain by roughly 20,000 nerve fibres and is interpreted by the brain as movement. Okay, so then if you have all this endolymph sloshing around a three-axial um, right-angled canal system with 10,000 hairs in your inner ear. Like, that is, in itself, absolutely bonkers. Yes. 
like maybe I'm deficient on hairs because in my inner <laughs> ear because my balance is not that great. And you also have hairs all over your body, so maybe. And do you think that's that's yeah, definitely how it works, isn't it? Maybe, but okay. So why do we get dizzy when we spin? Okay, so when you spin in a circle, inertia initially causes the endolymph to slosh in the opposite direction of your head's motion. So if you're twirling to the right, understandably, the liquid in your ear will be kind of forced over one direction. It's similar to when you hold a bucket of water and you swirl around. The water doesn't come out because it's... Yeah. Yes, so when this endolymph is sloshed in the opposite direction. It resists the movement of your head, dragging the cupula backwards with it and thus causing the sensory hairs suspended inside the cupula to bend against the direction in which they are spinning. However, within moments, the endolymph adjusts to the movement of your head and starts going with the flow. So this causes the hair cells to straighten and your brain no longer receives the message that you're spinning. Your perception has become normalised to the rotation of your head, giving you the sense that you are still and the world is rotating around you. I think you think that the world rotates around you anyway. Ah, ha, ha, you're hilarious. <laughs> so then, um, if you're spinning and that becomes normalised and all of a sudden you stop, then the endolymph keeps moving. Like exactly. That's what, that's what you were talking about with inertia. Yeah, exactly. So when you stop, you halt the rotation of the semicircular canals. You know, you're no longer spinning and therefore your ears aren't spinning either and therefore the canals aren't spinning either. But because of inertia, the endolymph keeps spinning, resisting change yet again. As the fluid continues to move, it once again deflects the cupola, this time in the direction in which you were spinning moments before, and the oozing cupola bends those hairs. A signal of movement is then transmitted to the brain, and you get a sense that you are still moving, even though you're not. And that's what dizziness is. I would not have thought that dizziness was caused by ear activity. So, okay, like, can you become immune to dizziness because like the Winter Olympics was just on I was, I was watching all like the figure skaters yeah and everything like that and they are they are spinning out of control man they are going Highly hell Rogue style. They, they are going hell for leather on the spin cycle yeah so like, there's kind of a few little tricks you do you can train your brain to not feel dizziness as much but one of the but the most common way that ballerinas and um, ice skaters don't get dizzy is that they keep their eyes fixed on one point followed by whipping their heads around rapidly with their necks you know so they keep their eye fixed on a on an object and then whip their neck around I see so it's like body. one sudden jerk of a movement as opposed to like one continual exactly. spin exactly so while the rest of the body keeps spinning their eyes trick their bodies into thinking that they're standing still because their heads aren't actually moving so you know what I'm actually going to Try that next time I'm pretending to be a ballerina. Next time I slip my tutu on and my probably tonight my shoes every night. To be honest, just stick uh, black swan on and unleash my inner me. What a weird movie! What a weird movie. Anyway, okay. Before I even go into the facts for this episode, whilst we're talking about endolymph, believe it or not, this ear liquid also controls blood flow. What? Yeah, yes. The movement of endolymph in our inner ear sends signals to the part of our brain that controls blood flow. For example, when you move from lying down to standing, these signals trigger your brain to compensate for this change and send blood to the appropriate areas of your body that won't automatically get blood due to gravity. Ears are so cool. So like and they're important like regulate your blood flow, keep you upright, ten thousands of tiny hairs, I know semicircular canals. <laughs> I know. That's mad that somehow Wax happens in there as well. Like shout out to earwax. Oh, ears are mad. They're they're so, fascinating. Like, do you do you have some ear facts 
for us. Marcus, you don't have to ask twice. Are you going to pull them out from behind your ear like a magician oh, I was with, say a, that. with a shiny dollar? <laughs> okay, right. So number one, earlobes never stop growing. Just like my lobe for you. Oh, God. <laughs> so there are only two types of earlobes, attached or detached. And what's even more fascinating about earlobes is that scientists aren't really sure why we have them. But some think it may help with blood but something it may help with blood flow because the earlobes have an amazing array of blood vessels within them that kind of seem to support this theory. But a lot of scientists can't really give an explainer of why we have these little lobes. What if they're just for sticking needles through and looking cool? What if they're for stretching and being in a Lincoln Park cover band? This is true. They're you know, what about those killer those killer earrings? Marcus also <laughs> has uh, the softest earlobes known to man. I wish you could all feel them. Right now, if you're listening, I wish you could feel Marcus's earlobes. They're like the belly of a puppy. (laughs) Okay, so next ear fact. Okay, last one. Snakes hear through their jawbone and fish hear through the ridges on their body because neither have physical ears. Wow. How mad is the world? Do snakes have hairy ears? (laughs) God, I wonder if St. Patrick's... Would have driven out the snakes if he knew how advanced their jaws were. <laughs> Maybe when they bite you, they're actually just trying to listen. <laughs> and we've got snakes all wrong. <laughs> so there you have it, guys. Dizziness and snake facts. It's an ear ting, man. Ear ting? It's an ear ting. It goes into your ears, man. It's all down to the all down to the big ting, the inner ear cycle, the canals with the endolymph, man. Sorry, I've I've, I've got to stop him. I've got to stop him. I feel guys, I, guys, thank you so so much for tuning into this episode. Um, as we said at the beginning of this episode, we've got a whole bank of other questions that we've answered. Really deep and mysterious questions a lot of not so deep questions we, we talk about poo a lot yeah we do talk about poo a lot people always talk about uh, talk about the poo questions <laughs> but anyway anyway um, if you want to learn some wonderful weird and wacky facts go back and binge listen some of our episodes there's about 33 or 34 of them there and if you listen to all of them through you will fact be a more interesting dinner party guest knowledge is power and knowledge is sexy so if you listen to all of our episodes you will fact be more powerful and sexier and if you do listen to if you have listened to other episodes or if this happens to be your first one and you like it please recommend it to a friend or a family member or an enemy we don't discriminate the best way a podcast can kind of get out there to the world is through word of mouth so please recommend it to your friends do you know what maybe if you recommend it to an enemy that could be the start of a beautiful friendship ooh look at you go there you go (laughs) solving world peace (laughs) okay so if you if you are like Courtney and have a question that you would like to bunk in a little bite sized chunk you can get us on Facebook it couldn't be easier just look up In The Shower with Taz and Marcus if Twitter's your game just look up at In The Shower Pod or if you want to send a question or to just say hello to our email it's in the shower podcast at gmail.com we absolutely love hearing from you and we love that you are talking about us to other people so thank you so much guys um, and, and yeah a couple of thank yous to wrap up the episode tell us who we thanking as always a massive thank you to the whole gang and head stuff Alan, Paddy and Rebecca we love you and we couldn't do it without you you rock guys a big thank you to Flo Robinson 
uh, Flo, we were in London with you this weekend, um, and it's been it's been emotional. It was great to see your face as well as you illustrated ours. Woo! And finally, a massive thank you goes to Dave Gertzman for making our incredible theme music that goes something like this. One, two, three, four. Bum Next week's episode. Next week's episode comes from a second time question submitter. Woo! This is from Ashling Lai. Ashling, thank you for your uh, for your continued support. This is a question that I didn't think had legs, but then I looked into it and it was really fun and we're going to expand on it a little bit. Ashing asked, said, why do dogs always hang their heads out of the windows in a car? Um, but we're going to do a kind of a, a, a in the shower dog special. You can listen Who to does it. not want an in the shower dog special? You can listen to it while you're washing your dog. <laughs> Brilliant. That episode is going to be out next Monday morning in time for your shower. But in the meantime, keep scrubbing. This podcast is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network.